The Dead Show of the Month Podcast. Welcome back to the Dead Show of the Month Podcast. It's me, your old friend Dave, and we're back with another amazing journey with the Grateful Dead and Friends. Joining us in studio, as always, my co-host Bob. How you doing, bud? Great, Dave. Nice to see you again. It's been almost a month, it seems. It's crazy. It's, time flies by, but we, we just keep plugging along. Uh, we said last month at the end that we would be finishing something that we started long ago, and that would be the Dead Show of the Month podcast number 184, June 10th, 1990 from Cal Expo. Bob, over the last couple of years, we started this run. We dedicated the first show of the run to my recently departed Inland Empire Grateful Dead friend who had passed away. Right. And then I figured, oh, the second show of the run is pretty nice. It's not... It's not perfect, but, you know, not not all the shows were perfect. It's still damn good. Uh, this one is really good, and it starts out really, really good. And, and it, it doesn't hurt, Bob, that the recordings from this run have been extremely good and consistent. Uh, the Healy Ultra Matrix. Beautiful <clears throat> stuff here. Yeah. I had a, a friend of mine, Barry, who would uh, he'd go to all these shows. And unfortunately, I never made one. But uh, he, would, he would make sure that I got to uh, hear his reviews and... He'd share some of the tapes, and as you have done over the past years, also. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how word would spread about certain things. But Cal Expo, we already documented my feelings of it being the finest place after the Greek and the Frost that I didn't get to go to. But clearly, once they couldn't play there or didn't play there anymore, Cal Expo was the spot, Sacramento or not. It was way better than Shoreline, in my opinion. Really cool spot. Yeah. Very small and... Very cool. So let's get it going. The Grateful Dead from the Cal Expo Amphitheater in Sacramento, California on June 10th, 1990. You guys enjoy this and we'll meet you back here at halftime. Don't you come around here anymore 
You know, I'd like to tell you something. There's this rumor been going around that I'm going to leave the band after the Eugene shows. Well, it's a bullshit lie. Most of us are quitting. That's the last day so don't worry. 
Thank you. 
I guess the rumor got squashed there, Bob, and a, and a really fun set to boot. So lots of bass in there. And, and Phil not only made the statement vocally telling the crowd that he was indeed not quitting the band. It's uh, a bullshit lie. It is a bullshit lie. <laughs> Clearly it was. Yeah. But lots of bass playing in there. And, and I, you know, it's it's odd, but the opener, the openers, I should say, of this set right. are phenomenal. And to me, set the tone almost almost hard for the rest of the first set to almost get up to that spot. But that Bertha is really good. And the Jack Straw that follows is a wonder to behold. You guys just heard it, but we're still giggling about it, even though it happened like an hour ago. Good stuff. Really good. <clears throat> um, in the cheerleading mode that I'm in, just to play along with that thought, uh, you know, three days... In Sacramento, with your friends in a great venue, yeah. and this kind of music—I I don't know. It's—we're um, fortunate today to have a bunch of excellent musicians out there doing what they do, but uh, unfortunately, it's not um, as regularly anymore. No, and um, it's subject to cancellation quickly, as we're finding out. And uh, it's just—you uh, know—we were in an, a more innocent time. Yeah, and we were all a lot younger, too, man. I was, like, 17 years old at this time right here. So it was, you know, wow. Looking back at some of these shows as an older gentleman, it's interesting. But getting on the subject of the bullshit lie, I was curious. Because you've been around a lot longer than me. So were there any interesting rumors? And, again, I know that it wasn't the Internet back then. And I know it literally was word of mouth. But do you recall any similar type rumors, like Phil's leaving the band or... Keith and Donna are leaving the band or anything like that? Did, did you, were you in circles that even cared about that kind of thing? Oh, or, yeah, I think I cared. I don't think I always had the uh, 
I wasn't connected uh, as some people are or were. Right. Um, I was frankly surprised when Keith and Donna left the band. I knew there was some issues, but, you know, I'm pretty far on the outside of that. and I'm just showing up for the music. And um, so I, I was kind of flabbergasted when, you know, they were outed from the band. I don't know how to say it. So you didn't you hear know. anything about that leading up to it? Um, I had heard that there was some conflicts, and you could see where there was some substance issues occasionally. But, okay. again, not close enough to anything to really know. Right. And people just talk shit anyway. Did you hear frankly. any rumors about who was going to replace them once they did leave? Or was that all one? Did you know they were done and there was this, oh, what's going to happen phase for you? Um, I, or was it like, I, oh, hey, they got rid of them, too, and this guy's there now? Yeah, and, and you know, I'd seen Brent with Bobby already. Okay. Um, so not surprised that they moved him into that seat. I don't recall if that was coincident, them leaving him arriving a lot of years ago now. But um, it all worked out pretty well, I think, for, for the band at least. Yeah. <laughs> not necessarily Keith and Donna, but, you know. The big rumor that was going around, the one that I remember hearing, was in early 93. I kept hearing people say that Grateful Dead is going to do something different with their sets. They're kind of, they're sick of the mold that's happened. Hmm. Uh, They're sick of the songs belonging where they need to be. And they're kind of done with the drums in space. Maybe they're going to change that around. There there was like, I remember hearing that a lot. Hmm. And then the second show of the Chinese New Year 93 run, we haven't played that show yet. We played the Chinese New Year show, but I had told you, hey, the night before was really friggin' good. Mm-hmm. It's not as sexy on the set list, but they jammed so hard out of Karina, into um, literally for so long out of that song, that they came out of it with a plane in the band reprise. <laughs> and I thought for sure, like, I think that jam was going to take the place of the drums in space. Mm. You know, it, it was like, oh, wait, maybe this is happening tonight. Maybe yeah. they're changing this up now because that was like really deep. Nope. After the playing reprise, Uncle John's band came up, transitioned into the drums like always. The whole week was normal except for the Chinese New Year thing. And that rumor turned out to be exactly like the rumor of Phil Lesh leaving the band, which was, of course, a, a bullshit lie. Yeah. Sorry, one I of have those. to do it in Phil's voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't rec- I, I seem to recall some stuff, but I usually would have to cut it out because there's just always like noise. People want to talk about stuff and they'll make stuff up or they'll have heard somebody's not happy about something and it turns into something else. That being said, there are other things that were talked about that I did not understand, especially in regards to substance abuse issues and what that involved that I had no knowledge of and when people told me that i was like really and so i I guess i was kind of an innocent in that way when i first found out what garcia was up to i didn't want to believe it and i'd like argued with the people told me oh and they were like so sure oh this is his he does this and it was like no no way no way and it's like bro he's been doing that shit for 20 years this isn't anything new oddly it kind of took that that uh bob weir documentary to kind of mm-hmm. tell me about it there was that one part where bobby said hey i asked him one time what what why this and he said you know what all of life's problems and all of the ways the directions your brain has to go this stuff simplifies that into one thing that matters when, when you're going to get that again everything else just doesn't matter and i guess i can kind of see somebody with the weight that clearly that's another thing i didn't recognize we're, we're going way akimbo here ladies and gentlemen but it's something that I didn't factor in when I was a deadhead going to shows like this, was that this dude was friggin' hurting. 
Yeah, you this know? was hard. This and he was hard it was he him. was hurting for our entertainment and to keep his crew of all things. It, they they always come back to we had all these people working for us and couldn't couldn't stop. And it's like, man, it's so selfless. But at the same time, like I never viewed it like that when I was there. It, I did kind of think like, no, I'm kind of de- I deserve this many runs per year on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sad, but I mean, I, I we're all entitled. Uh, my it. fascination you know. with whatever brew they were cooking up during that time period really did. I did take it for granted and didn't really think about the behind the scenes of what was going on in his little world. So. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's real. It's real. Anyway, uh, f- halftime. We're here at halftime. We got something that I know you're into, Bob, and that oh, is yeah. Billy Strings from Bring September September of 2020. Um, I have yet to see Billy Strings. Bob has. We'll talk about that after his uh, little performance here. But you guys take a gander at this, and we'll meet you back here when he is done. Billy Strings, everybody. This is Taper Chuck, and you're listening to the Dead Show of the Month podcast.
You folks look beautiful out there tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. In old Mexico. Oh. 
So well, tell me all I 
go And I left his dead ass there by the side of the road There you go, the ever-impressive Billy Strings making his Dead Show of the Month podcast debut. Bob, you've seen him in action. What's the scoop? Awesome. Unbelievable. Just fantastic experience. Hard to believe there's no drums on that stage and no piano. They just got you know, a handful of guys up there just doing stuff that is just mind-boggling. The, you know, the, the music's coming from the heart, coming through Billy uh, and, and his, his brother's there. And um, they go places I would not have expected. It gets some pretty heavy stuff going on. And they find some spaces that I would, you know, not expect. Um, Most acoustic guitar players aren't going to be leaning heavily into the effects pedal. Uh, Billy is not afraid. No. And uh, he'll just bring it right back out or or he'll stuff it deep or he'll go long. It doesn't matter. He'll just do something different. The guy is a walking uh, song catalog. He's, he's a piece of Americana, and he's among us today. I first saw him sit in with String Cheese at one of their shows. I don't know if he like opened the show for them or what the deal was, why he was there, but he played on one of their songs that I love from the old days, Black Clouds, and he fit in on that like perfectly. He, he really is something else. And then the other time I've seen him play, I haven't really seen too much of his own group. But I did see him play with Billy and the kids a couple of times, and that was freaking ridiculous. Crazy. That's not even his main thing is electric guitar, and and he he shreds on it. He played really good, man, and his voice is really good, and he does have a grasp of the songs. He definitely has, like, he he gets it. It's very cool, man. Every one of those Billy and the Kid shows, I guess there was five this past year, outstanding music. I can't believe that I, I didn't make the Red Rock shows, but, you know, that's covid you know, we, we shut down on a lot of our travel and, you know, stayed to ourselves and, you know, yeah. missing out sometimes. But the recordings are fantastic. The video is fantastic. And uh, hopefully we, we get to see something like that again. Yeah. They, if you guys haven't seen those Billy and the Kids with Billy Strings shows, I'm, I'm sure you have. But they're out there. Check them out. Uh, well worth it. Billy Strings, everybody. Um, and we also, after all that coolness, we still have the second set of the Cal Expo show. It's queued up, and we're we're ready to go, man. Uh, are, are you? Bob? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm, you know, that was an inspiring halftime. That's what I'm talking so, about. So uh, let's get back to some Grateful Dead. I think the I think the listeners are they're up for it. So let's go the Grateful Dead from June 10th, 1990 in Sacramento. You guys enjoy this, and we'll meet you back here when it's all over.
Standing on the moon Where talk is cheap And vision true Standing on the moon But I would rather Be with you Somewhere in San Francisco On a back porch In July Crescent in the sky, in the sky. Standing on the moon with nothing left to do. A lovely view of heaven, but I'd rather.
bright blue all just spinning, spinning free Dizzy with eternity Painted with a skin of sky Brushing so far to see Oh, and hope you and me A peaceful place where soil looks from space A closer look reveals the human race Full of grace is the only place When afraid we feel our home to waste There's a few down here we can't forget Hasn't got a name just yet Always awake, always around Singing ashes, ashes, I'll fall down Singing ashes, ashes, I'll fall down the ball revolves in the nighttime fall. And the game of hunt begins, and again the blood wind comes. By and by again, the morning sun rises, but the darkness never goes.
laugh to please her take the blame And we will leave this place in empty store For that shining bottle blue We can go home So the kids they dance and shake their bones And the politicians throwing stones Singing ashes, ashes all fall down
That was the first encore that I saw right there when I first saw the Grateful Dead, Bob, at my first show. At Carson. Yep. So that was... Uh, that was the Sunday show, right? It was. Okay. And right. uh, that was the last time that Expo would see Brent Midland, just like um, it was the last time that Brent Midland would see a, a Los Angeles concert when I saw it uh, the month prior to this. Bob, I'm going to level with you. I, I'm not concerned that this show, like last month's show, is an all-time great show, but it sure was a lot of fun to listen to, man, And as were a lot of shows in this this era right here so man the summer of 90s when i arrived that's when i started seeing Mm -hmm. shows and and i'm determined to put this whole summer 1990 west coast tour out there where do we stand with that i I can tell you we've done all three expo shows Mm -hmm. we've done one of the carson shows and we've done both of the eugene shows so that tells me that like we're more than halfway there right now Hmm. we got this so we're gonna I promise you podcast listeners out there that at some point, just by, by, by virtue of being a Dead Show of the Month podcast listener, you will have this entire run, this entire tour in your collection. And won't that be cool? So, <laughs> so there you go. It would be the first time that we're, we're going to do that, that we're going to try to do that over a length of time so we don't like go nuts on, on West Coast Summer 90, but... You've been listening to Dead Show of the Month podcast number 184, The Grateful Dead from Cal Expo Amphitheater in Sacramento, California. The first set, the band performed Bertha, Jack Straw. Then there was the whole uh, ugly rumors thing. We'll just leave it that. Dire Wolf, Wang Dang Doodle, Ro Jimmy, Picasso Moon, Tennessee Jed, and they concluded the first set with The Promised Land. A little bit on the short side, but they made up for it. For our halftime show, we had Billy Strings with his group of band mates. I'm not sure where it's from. I do apologize, but it's from September 19th, 2020. Pretty fresh. 
go out and see Billy Strings. I, if I don't know what recording would tell somebody that they need to go see Billy Strings, it, it you know, it would be that it wouldn't be that would be that one wouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? Go go check this dude out, man. For the Grateful Dead second set, they perform "Box of Rain," a lovely, fantastic "Eyes of the World," dude. Yeah, that "Eyes of the World" was something else. I don't know how we didn't mm. talk about that a few minutes ago, but after "Eyes of the World," they did "Playing in the Band," into "Crazy Fingers," into the little "Playing in the Band" jamlet, into the drums in space, into "Give Me Some Lovin'," into "Standing on the Moon," into "Throwing Stones" and "Not Fade Away." The encore, as we discussed earlier, was the last time, uh, my first encore that I saw at a Grateful Dead show, about a month earlier, almost to the day. Yeah. Yay, Dave. Thank God it wasn't the last time. It was the last time for Brent, I guess, double entendre there, but not as much as his last show and the last words that he sang at his last show. That's weird and creepy all at the same time. (coughs) Yeah, the wait. Yeah, I got to go, but my friends can stick around. That's tough. Anyway, four more shows to complete that tour. Not that run, that tour. That's pretty cool. Just four. Hmm. You, down All right. for, you down for the ride, dude? Yeah, sure. All right. I figured so. It's hard not to love the, the summer of 1990. The, the band was clicking on all cylinders. I I contend that the spring and the uh, of 90 and the fall of 89 even were probably a little bit stronger and more cohesive. I, I think that might have had something to do with the heat. This was the the hot summer right here. Yeah. It was hot on the West Coast. It was hot when they went back east, and I, I think that took its toll on a road-weary group of, uh, of weirdos, to be sure. So if you want to email myself or Bob or anybody else that works for the vast organization, you can hit us up at deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash podcast. Next month, we're going to go right into the same ballpark as your first show, Bob. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Like right in the same ballpark. Really? Mm-hmm. How close? Very close. Very close. Okay. How about yeah. geographically? No, I'm not going to give you that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't like to give anybody that big of clues, and so I'm not going to give you that big of a clue. I'll share it with you when it's time to come over and listen to it and talk about it like dorks. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's how we roll. I'll give you ample time to listen to the first set on your way to work and your second set on your way home from work. There you go. Nice. All right. Looking forward to it. For my esteemed co-host, Bob, I'm your old friend, Dave. So long from Chino, California. The Death Show, the Mighty Podcast. Podcast.